It's Sex and Sarah Rose. I'm Sarah Rose, and really quick before we get into this episode, I know you may have found my podcast because you were looking for some interesting information about sex to listen to, but what you may not know is that I actually work with a lot of men to help them tap into their inner badass, have the sexual confidence that they've always desired to have, and to know once and for all that she isn't faking it. I have two distinct programs to help men. The first is for men who are ready to take the first step towards igniting their powerful sexual energy and getting better in bed. It's called Sex Stallion Training and it's an online program for you to do on your own time in the privacy of your home without a partner. This is for men that are single, in a relationship, or dating people. The second is called Man on Fire, which is the only sex university just for men. This six month program is designed to help you become the ultimate sexual master. For six whole months, you train with me in live online sessions, and I will train you to be the best lover that she has ever had. So if you want the sex secrets that every woman wish you knew, and you wish that every woman had told you, this is where they are finally revealed. Check out more info at tantricactivation.com or just check out the show notes in the podcast app you're listening to this from now, and there will be links there for you. Thanks and enjoy the show. It's Sex and Sarah Rose, and today we are talking about natural highs with Rania Sebastian. Oh my God, I'm so so excited to bring to you today my dear friend Rania Sebastian. And before we get into all the juiciness that we have for you about natural highs, uh, I'm going to give you her information so you know all about this incredible woman that we are talking with today. Rania Sebastian is a speaker, international event leader, and catalyst into limitless living, bridging consciousness, and awakening with next level business creation, bending time, creating more while doing less, tapping into quantum reality and orgasmic manifestation. Attendees consistently describe her events as the most impactful, epic, transformative experience of their lives and kind of like taking the limitless pill. She is the founder of the Ecstatic Awakening Retreat, featuring top artists, Desert Dweller, a lot that I'm going to mess up their names on. (laughs) So um, I'm going to skip some of those. (laughs) She's also the creator of the Deep Woman Immersion Unwind Unlock Up Level a sensual bliss online temple, the limitless meditation, the 22 minutes of bliss experience and the dream beyond mastermind immersion. It is a facilitator at unconventional life and authentic relating training international for the last 11 years. She has been leading sold out retreats all around the world, including visionary breath work at unconventional life, Morocco and Madagascar ranked by Inc magazine as the world's number one event for entrepreneurs she uh, authentic relating training international in Bali and Amsterdam and the U.S. The digital freedom traveler Bali mastermind rewild Guatemala. 
co-facilitating with Layla Martin in Tulum, Mexico, visionary breathwork and ecstatic awakening breathwork at Envision Festival, Costa Rica, Freedom X Fest, Spain, and many more. She's currently living in Costa Rica with her partner, Gabriel Rima, who produces conscious hip-hop music under the name Zen Tempest. Her message is, we are limitless beings. You are love. Everything is possible. Rania, amazing to be here with you. Thank you so much for joining us from Costa Rica. And it's awesome. I'm so lucky because I get to see your beautiful face, but all the guys listening will get to hear your sexy voice. Thank you so much, Sarah. I feel honored and stoked. Always love jamming with you, and I'm excited to dive in and curious what we'll discover together today. Yes, I'm excited too. So, I love the idea of natural high and being limitless, expanding just beyond. And uh, you are definitely. Um, queen in this realm so i can't wait to hear uh, what we can do to uh to move forward in that and i'd love to you know just find out more about how you got started how did you even get on this path of leading others into these possibilities wow okay we're going there huh so um i know this is a common you know common question to ask people in podcasts and you know how did you get started and how did you end up on this path um i'm going to see if i can can honor the the story of this and while still keeping it concise and to the point so that we can also move on to the to the really really cool stuff um but yeah it's an important part because in a sense what what catalyzed all of this for me really set the scene and set the stage for my entire journey and so as with a lot of people who are living really epic and amazing lives very often it didn't start out in that way and so you know when you see people and you look at their lives and you're like whoa they're so happy and they're manifesting their reality and then doing all these cool things and traveling the world and working with amazing people you might think that they've always been like that and that it's just been an easy ride but as with a lot of people very often it's been a very, very deep journey. And so for me, the thing that catalyzed the whole thing of personal transformation and awakening um, was a very deep and impactful experience when I was um, young. And so there are a lot of things that I could say about my childhood, but the thing that has been the most impactful um, experience of my entire life really was that um, when I was 12 years old I I lost my sister who was 18 at the time and um, and I was it was the summertime of 1998 and I was out in the countryside with my mother and we used to have this small island in a lake in Sweden uh, together with my cousins and my mom and I were staying there and my sister was was home alone and then one evening she, uh, she was out dancing with her best friend. And then some point during the evening, her best friend wanted to go home because she was tired and my sister wanted to keep on dancing because she was just this incredibly alive and just powerful, passionate woman. And uh, so instead of going home to the friend's place where they had planned to sleep over, they decided to go home 
separate ways. And then we don't know exactly how or, you know, the sequence of events with the details of it, but somehow when she went home alone, somehow this guy got into the apartment. And, um, and my sister was, was found by my father the next day. Um, so my parents divorced when I was young and so my dad was in his house. And then the next day when my sister wasn't picking up her phone, he went over with the landlord and they went through the apartment and they finally found her in my bedroom on the floor. And, um, and she had, so this guy, um, that took three years before they found him, but this guy had, um, she had been raped and she had been strangled and she had been stabbed just everywhere in her entire body. They counted 167 points where the knife had gone in. And, um, and I still to this day don't understand how my dad even could survive finding his daughter like that. She was still in one piece, but it was very, very, very thorough. And then he also came and told um, me and my mother after this. And, um, and I also saw my sister after. Um, and, and so this, as you can imagine, and if you've been through something like this, then, then you know what I'm talking about, where this like, for a 12 year old, there's just no way to compute or to process that something like this has even happened. It took me, I think, several years to even understand that it even had happened. Like I kept on thinking that it was just like a bad dream that I would wake up from, but eventually it sunk in and I went through a deep, deep, deep healing process. And so for the first five years, I was in this deep state of just fear and grief and anger. And I was just afraid and scared all the time. And, um, and then basically fast forward five years to the summer when I had just turned 17, something happened that just changed everything. And every time I tell a story, I'm like, I still can't explain to this day, like what happened. But basically, um, one night, this one's in the summer of 2003 when I had just turned 17. One night I had a really, really, really powerful dream where, um, where it was, again, the details kind of escaped me, but basically there was something, a really powerful energetic shift that happened in my body and in my being. And when I woke up the next morning, it was like everything had shifted from the evening before to, the, to this morning, it was like my whole reality had just completely done a 180. And I was just, it was an experience of, I felt like I was surrounded by a presence. I felt like I was surrounded by a love and a presence that was just deeper and more profound than anything I had ever come close to before in my life. And maybe now today, it's like spirituality is so common. We talk about we're all one and oneness, but I had never heard of anything like this. And so for me, it was this shock where I was like, I feel like this has been here the whole time, but I've just never noticed it before because I was so stuck in fear. And so there was this sense, this vibration in the air. And I was looking down on my hands and looking out through the window at the trees and looking around the room. And I was like, holy shit, what is going on? And there was this feeling as though everything was connected. Like there was no separation between anything in the universe. And I just knew in that moment that we can never die, that no harm is ever done on the deepest level, the part of us that transcends the body. 
And in that moment, I could see the entire picture. I could see the pain that he was coming from, the man who killed her. I could see, in a way, I could see his innocence. And from that place, forgiveness became natural. It wasn't even like a thing. It was just, I see the full picture. And in that moment, when I was 17, I was like, okay, so crazy shit happens in the world all the time. But the point is not to hold on to to the story of the pain and the victim story, but to just be that healing and to live the healed version of this and to, in a sense, break that cycle of violence and of pain. And so in that moment, I was like, well, I'm here to live this. And then from that moment, everything started changing. And then about two weeks after this, I went to what I thought was a yoga festival. This was a no mind festival in Sweden at Engsbacke and a two week festival at the time. And I thought it was a yoga festival because I was already into yoga. Uh, just because, just as a physical thing, because I was I was a dan- studying to become a dancer at this point. Um, but it was a festival that had breath work and tantra and fire walking and and ecstatic dance and and emotional release work and just every and I just did everything. And especially when I discovered sacred sexuality and tantra because up until this point I had just been so afraid of men, angry with, with men. When I was 12, I had never been intimate with with a man and I had never had a sexual experience. So my first sexual imprint was what happened to my sister. And so I became just very, very frightened of intimacy and very angry with men and with the masculine in general. And I was like your typical, like very angry feminist. And I was like, respect. And, and I can I can feel like I can feel where I was coming from and I can understand it. But there was a, a separation and a disconnection there. And then I come into my first ever Tantra workshop and at age 17 and God, like the experience was just from coming from such a space of opposition and anger towards men. I come into this Tantra workshop and for the first time in my life, I witness and experience men and women interact and treat each other, not just with respect, but with devotion and bowing down to each other and seeing the the miracle and the magic and the divine in each other. And it just like messed with my brain in the best way and it just blew me open. And then that was the moment when I was like, okay, this is my path and this is what I'm here for. And then I went into about a seven year personal healing journey when I went deep into all these different modalities. And then from there, it was a very natural transition to begin to share this where people started asking, and they were like, can you give workshops? Can you lead this? And first I said no for a long time, but then I was like, okay, it seems like this is wanting to come through. And so, and so I left what at that point was a dance career in London and I went full time into leading retreats and leading workshops and giving, and giving healing sessions to women who had been through sexual abuse and, uh, and working with men and women and couples. And, and then it was um, for the first number of years when I was teaching, it was a lot focused on trauma healing and uh, and going from that victim story into feeling yourself as connected to life and everything and feeling yourself as a creator and and seeing the perfection in the, in the unfolding and then from that space as my own healing journey continued and it was less about healing the trauma the question then became well what happens when enough of the healing is done 
what happens when we already have the sense of life being miraculous and and then what becomes possible and so for the last several years i've been really focusing on empowering the conscious creators and entrepreneurs and business owners and expanding those ripples of impact into the world in bigger and bigger ways and um that kind of leads it up to today i love it and what you're talking about in regards to like what comes next right because that's what's exciting is what comes next after you go through all of this healing all of the transformation what is available after that and i think it's, it is really important for us as facilitators to continue to remind people of the potential, the possibilities that are there, just the, the pleasure, the bliss, the thriving that you can have on the other side, because sometimes it can feel really overwhelming to like go through all of the work, like deal with the shadow, deal with the pain, go through, go through the, the healing experience, like you know, we often disassociate, we become numb and disconnected because the pain is so intense. And to feel that pain again seems too much, too hard. Like why even bother? Just stay numbed out. Uh, but like hearing your story of, of what's what's available on the other side, which you're right, it absolutely does, um, is the story of so many other transformational type leaders of like, we've gone through it, we've been there, we've been shut down, we've been disconnected, we've been in that pain, we've been in that anger, that hatred, and we're able to do this work and come out and just explode with life. And that's what is possible. And like, so I would love to, to hear more about the possibilities on the other side, <laughs> how you work with the conscious creators, how you work with the people who have gone, who have gone through that. And they're, they're in the space of, of, of just bliss and thriving already. And how do you help them expand that even more? I love this. Thank you so much for, for guiding us in this direction. This is exciting. And so, you know, when, when people talk about what is the point of all this and what is the meaning of life and what are we all looking for, sometimes, sometimes people can say that, well, everyone is just looking to be happy and, and to just find that happiness. And uh, I'm not saying that that's not true, but what I do feel is that there's something deeper here where it's just that I don't think that we're actually looking for happiness in the sense of a steady state of some kind of superficial happiness, which is one state of emotion that we can cling on to, but we're seeking that experience of being fully alive, fully alive and open to the life experience and the full spectrum of emotion, the full spectrum of just the full messiness and the beauty of life. And so, and so within that, there's an invitation to open into the full spectrum. And personally, I would rather, like I was sharing with you just before we started the recording of this, that today I've been feeling a lot and crying a lot and experiencing a lot. And the tears, the crying that I've been experiencing today have not been tears of sadness, but just from the magnitude of the beauty of life. And so right now we're here in in Costa Rica and in front of me here on the other side of this computer screen is the ocean. And so this morning I was up before sunrise and I was outside and just looking, looking at and feeling, 
feeling and the movement, the rotation of the earth and the arrival of the sun and the, that moment of going, transitioning from the night into the dawn and the beauty of the ocean and the play of light in the sky. And I was just moved by this incredible gratitude for life and for the immensity of it all. And it was so big moving through me that it, it brought me to tears. And so there was just energy moving through my body. And there's something here that, that when we open to the full spectrum of feeling, we gain a certain kind of superpower because we're not chasing a, a specific thin slice of superficial happiness, but we rest it deeper than any specific emotional state that comes and goes. And we're open to the life experience. And so I feel a huge part of this for people to discover this in a sense is very simply becoming present to what is already here and so for you and i who are who are here right now i'm in costa rica you're in austin texas in the in the us and all of you who are listening you're spread out around this entire planet that whether you are in the jungle or in a city or by a lake or on a mountaintop or you know high up in a building somewhere regardless of where you are the fact is right now that we are we are on a planet shooting through space at unbelievable speed and if you look up at a sky or if you can imagine if you're inside a building if you can imagine x-ray vision through the through the roof and looking up at the sky what is through maybe there are clouds but beyond that is just infinite space and we are spiraling around the sun and shooting through space. It's just unbelievable speed. And beyond that, it's just infinity. And so there's something here where we actually wake up to the miracle of every single moment, when we wake up to just the miracle of, of everything that is here. Life becomes so rich. And sometimes we talk about how time is the most precious thing, that time is all we have and time is the most precious thing. But I would actually say that presence is even more precious than time because you can spend a lot of time in your life. Some people go through the entire life and coming to the end of it and looking back and going like, fuck, I didn't actually, I wasn't actually present for it. And where did all those years go? And you can be in a relationship with someone and you just become numb to the miracle that they are and you just spend 30 years with a person without actually feeling them. Or you can be for five minutes with someone and it feels like there's an entire lifetime because you're so present with each other. And so the presence, and people talk about, yeah, being in the moment, but actually if you, if you really drop into your breath and the moment and just what is here, then there is an awakening to a subtle state of natural high in every moment. And as a taster of this right now, if you're just breathing into, so I already mentioned that we're, you know, wherever you're on the planet, you can have this awareness of that we're on the planet flying through space. And if we go to the galaxy of our body or the miracle of our body, then just right now, wherever you are, if you just breathe into the aliveness of your body, and if it helps you to close your eyes, you can do that or just keep your eyes open, but become aware of the vibration of life energy inside your body that right now your heart is beating in your chest your heart is pumping blood around your body 
there's a river of blood moving around your body, like a spiral vortex. It's actually two rivers, two spiral rivers of blood inside, inside your body moving around. Trillions of cells exchanging information every moment, every second. Trillions of synapses firing in your brain a million times per second. There's an intelligence inside your body. And if you go down to the quantum level, to the subatomic level of your body, what seems like solid matter, we actually find is, is tiny, tiny particles of vibration with vast amounts of empty space in between. That if we were to take away all the space in between the particles in your body, your body would be smaller than a tiny grain of salt. So that's how little you actually exist on the physical level. And so what this means is that, is that your body consists basically of empty space and vibration. And then there is a consciousness, a presence, an awareness here that is animating all of this, which is the, the presence and the awareness of you, the continuity of self. And so whether we look out up at the stars or we look down into our own body or just the presence of this moment, and you can do this with yourself, you can do this when you look into the eyes of another person, Later today, you can stop by a mirror and just look into your own eyeballs. Look into the, the black hole in the center of your eye and just ask, who is this? Who is here and what is this? Same presence that was here when you were a five-year-old little boy or a little girl or a little non-binary gender identified, you know, whatever you feel is, is true for you, that there's, there's a presence here that is continuous. And so... So for me, this awakening happens when we actually just simply notice what is already here. For me, it's not a, about imagining anything magical with specific, you know, ultra spiritual, whatever, with like rainbows and unicorns or anything like that. It's like, what is already here? And it's science, it's quantum physics. And, and that wakes us up to this just miracle of life. It is a miracle. You are a miracle. <laughs> I'm so in love with Bite you. Back at you sis. <laughs> I'm in awe of the miracle that is you. <laughs> so, okay, you've done also a lot of work with women. And I know a lot of guys listening to this podcast, they want to know, how do I reach her? How do I break through those barriers that she has? I've been in relationship. I've been living with this woman. I share a bed with this woman, a home with this woman, children with these women, and I can't reach her. How do I break through these walls? How do I, how do I get her to open up to me? How do I experience this miracle of life with this woman? Or I've dated woman after woman after woman searching, searching, searching for these, this type of experience that you're talking about that I can share with someone else and I just can't get it. What would you say to, to these guys that really desire this and they're just not able to get it? They can't find it. They can't reach it. I love this. Thank you. Yeah, this feels really potent and really, really powerful for so many. And as you were sharing, whether it's that they've been with the same woman for maybe years for a long time and it feels like they can't reach her they can't connect on that deep level or it's woman after woman after woman those are there's like an experience of quantity of time or quantity of different connections different women or a long time with the same woman and so 
if you're not experiencing that you're connecting on a deep level, it is exactly this, the quality of your presence and the depth of your presence. And so what is really important to, to understand about women is that all women want to open. All women want to be penetrated. And I'm, I'm speaking, maybe that sounds very sexual. And of course, there can be a, you know, an intimacy. There is a, for women, there is a longing to be penetrated sexually, but also with your presence and with your love. But there is this longing within us to open and to receive you on the deepest level. And if we are not opening, it's because either we don't feel safe enough within ourselves or with you, or we don't feel the full trust that allows us to surrender and open, or we fundamentally trust you, but in the moment we don't feel your presence. And so presence is that key that opens the portal to both her heart and her sex and her love and her body and everything. When you can bring your loving presence to a woman and be with her fully, without trying to fix anything, without trying to reach anything, just fully being there and actually feeling her, without any agenda, you're just with her. That, the only thing that can happen in that moment is that something begins to shift in her body, in her being. And so your presence, and the presence that I'm talking about is a, it's a combination of you being so deeply rooted within yourself and relaxed in your body that you are feeling yourself, you're feeling your body, you're feeling your breath. You have this quality of, in a sense, stillness. And it doesn't mean that you have to be rigidly still in your body, but there's quality of inner stillness and presence that you're open and receptive for her. So presence within your body, and at the same time, a kind of presence that is, that is moving gently into her in a such a way that you're inviting her to open just a little bit beyond where she's perhaps comfortable with or where she is accustomed to rather. And so when you can have the combination of being so fully present and in a sense there's this, there's this um, vibe of being unattached to the outcome that you're not goal oriented. You're just present because you know who you are and you can feel that space of awareness and consciousness within you. And then also you are entering her energetically. And so with your presence, you are inviting her to open more deeply. And so that quality of safety and presence together with the penetration and gradually opening her more and more and more, that is what invites and allows a woman to open. And women also, so women, especially if there's been some past closures or some past traumas, if she is not opening, it's because on some level she doesn't feel safe or she doesn't feel seen. And so if she doesn't feel safe, then exactly you're just bringing her, your presence to her and you can say things like, like, hey, I would love for you to share with me what's going on for you and, and I'm not here to fix anything, I just want to be with you. Or anything that speaks to that you're basically just here to hold space and she can bring anything. And then the quality of being seen is that if she feels, for example, if it's, um, say that you're wanting to, to move into intimacy and you want to have sex with her or make love to her, then even if you're, you know, turning on all your sexual charisma and you got all the tricks and you're an amazing lover, if she feels unseen or insecure, 
then she will have this guard up, that she will feel this closure because she's not sure if she's fully loved by you or fully appreciated by you. And so when you say things like, you're so beautiful, I love your body, mm, this is so amazing, just anything that expresses just what you authentically feel about her, that also allows her to relax open. And so when I speak with women who have been married for a long time, a lot of times it's like, I don't feel desired by him anymore. I don't feel sexy anymore. I'm not sure if he even wants me. Like I know that he loves me as a companion, but, but that, mm, that desire that we had in the beginning, it's just not there anymore. And maybe you're like, well, she knows that already. I told her that five years ago. But she needs to feel like the feminine is really in the moment by moment by moment. It's like responding to the current of the moment. And so when you can enter the moment and enter her with that loving, penetrating presence and really seeing her and really speaking, most women are also very auditory. Men are more visual in general and women are more auditory. So you can also, so you can speak what you see in her and have her feel seen authentically in that way and you can also take the lead in such a way that she can surrender to you by the words that you speak and so this can include speaking what you want to do with her what you would love to experience with her and that can go anything from the most sweet and loving and innocent to the most dark and passionate and kinky and what like the full spectrum but speaking to her is also it's like that you speak her open through your words. There's a lot more I can say to this, but Sarah, just please tell me uh, if there's anything you would love for me to elaborate on or any other direction to go in um, with yeah. this, because this is a deep and potent topic that can go in many, many different directions. It really is. And I know you, there's, I've, I've heard so many men say to me, it seems like every woman I, I date or come across has sexual trauma that, you know, she's just really shut down and closed sexually. And what's important for men to understand is the statistics about one in women, one in two women being, have experienced sexual abuse. And even beyond that acute type of trauma, almost every woman has some sort of chronic sexual trauma that they store in their body and in their nervous system and their vagina because we live in a society that attacks women for their sexuality if you are a sexually awakened women then there is so many attacks on on you for that and women get this messaging from the time that they're little girls that we're in one hand we're expected to be sexy on the other hand, don't you dare be sexual. <laughs> you will get it if you are. And so it's really, it's really difficult in, in our brains. Uh, we have, you know, this, this programming around, okay, well, we have to look, we have to look a certain way. We have to, you know, put on the makeup and the sexy clothes and we have to present ourselves like this, but we cannot be sexual because it is dangerous to be sexual. We will not be accepted by society if we are sexual beings. And so that comes, that is alive and well in 2020, uh, you know, even in progressive areas, like that is still very pervasive, that type of mentality. Uh, so women actively deal with this, but it also is something that we carry in our genes through epigenetics from just thousands of years of women being attacked for their sexuality, of having to turn against their own bodies 
in order to actually survive. And so when you wonder, why is she not open to me sexually? Now you know why. <laughs> it's been so unsafe for her to be open sexually. Mm. Yeah, I love that you bring this up because this really goes to the core of what a lot of people um, skim over, sometimes for years, sometimes for their entire life, which women are such orgasmic beings. Also men, which is a different topic. Men can also experience way deeper orgasms than most men come close to ever. But if we stick for women with women for a moment, then women are also so much more orgasmic than most women ever experience and than most men ever get to experience in their women because we are just not taught how to access this and how to unlock that deeper orgasmic potential where we can actually experience waves of orgasm move through our bodies for minutes, for half an hour, for several hours sometimes. And so there are a lot of different things that we can do to release this sexual trauma and it can be with therapy and with you know, a lot of different healing modalities, but the one that you can, that I feel goes the deepest and is the most direct access point and that you can specifically do with your intimate partner. And when you as a man can really help your woman to open so much more deeply is through releasing the tension that is stored in the deepest place inside of her, specifically inside her vagina, and around specifically also the G-spot and the A-spot and the cervix. And so the reason for this and the, the kind of background behind this is that a woman's pussy is the most deeply receptive part of her body. It's the softest, most absorbing. So men have an outgoing sexual energy. It's very visible physically and the cock and the erection you know, going outwards. But also energetically, there's a forward-moving, penetrating energy sexually from men, from the sex center. And women, there is an absorbing energy, a receptive energy. And so, of course, this is incredibly beautiful. Like if we're with a man that we love deeply and he's having sex with us, he's making love to us, he's fucking us, and there's this incredible love moving through, then we receive that love into our vagina. And it's beautiful. But if we have been sexually abused, or even if we've been with someone that's like crazy experience, or even just saying yes before we were ready or anything that's like a disconnect anything other than just a full yes is going to be stored inside our vagina as residual tension and residual energetic imprint and so when you're meeting a woman and whether this is somebody that you just met now or maybe this is somebody that you've been with for many years and this can be sexual experiences but it can also just be everyday stress and just the pressures on women that are present in today's world that we store this tension inside our vagina and then not only does she not get to experience her deeper orgasm but you don't get to experience either because the difference between having sex with a woman who has this tension inside her pussy or a woman who is completely soft and open for a man that's like just worlds apart as well and so the way this works is that is that and this is something that you would do with somebody that you have a deep connection with. doesn't mean that you have to be in a long-term relationship, but you have that deep trust between each other because this is very deep, a deep process, a deep experience for both of you, and especially for the woman. 
And so when you're with a woman that you have that deep trust, and I hope that you have a deep trust with anyone that you are sexually intimate with anyway, when you have that deep trust between you, then what you can do is that you can either with your penis, either with your cock or especially with your fingers, because you can move your fingers around more than you can with the genitals, um, with your fingers. And so this would you, you would do this once she is already very warmed up and relaxed and open and maybe even turned on, although it's not necessary, but the more relaxed and soft and open she feels, the better. So this could start with either kissing or giving her a massage on the rest of her body. But at some point when she feels ready for it, you can then move to her pussy and first just place your hand over the entrance. You can cup with the palm of your hand and just breathe into that space and just hold your hand there and ask her to breathe into your hand and to breathe into her pussy and just feel what is there. And that will already begin to open and relax her because a lot of women have this feeling like there's always needs to be friction. There always needs to be something to achieve down there. And if you're just there, even with you just your hand and you're not even moving inside, that already begins to release so much. And then you can begin to move inside with one finger, with two fingers, and, and then find a place where you feel like there's maybe some tension or she can communicate with you. And if you don't know where to begin, then just the safe spaces are really the G-spot, almost all women hold tension in the G-spot, as well as deeper inside. Um, around the A spot. If you don't know where these places are, just Google it and you can see some demonstrations. Um, but the G spot, the A spot, so deeper inside on the front wall and also around the cervix, so the opening of her uterus. Usually there is a lot of tension here. And what you want to do is to massage very, very slowly, ask her to breathe deeply as you're massaging. And then to slow down the touch even more and come to stillness and then just gradually apply pressure and gradually apply more and more pressure until it feels for her like it's, it might be intense, but she can still breathe through it. It shouldn't feel really sh like sharp pain or anything, but there might be some intensity or a little bit of pain, but as long as you can breathe through it, it's okay. And then you stay there. And in the same way that if you do a trigger point massage in your back, those muscle knots are going to start to relax and open. And when you do this inside a woman, the physical tension would begin to release. And along with that, whatever is the stored emotional stuckness or trauma will begin to release as well. And so she might cry, she might have emotions move through, and you just stay there. And you let her know that she can let it all out. You, can, you don't start to analyze it. You don't ask her, like, why are you feeling this? Or do you remember? That doesn't matter. It's just a, a pure release on the energetic and emotional level. And then when there has been, and it might take anything from 30 seconds up to several minutes in one point for the release to happen. But you'll notice that there's a point where it feels like, Oh, it's released now and she feels she's, she calms down and there's a, you know, she, her breathing returns perhaps more to normal. Then you can move to the next point and you can kind of Sherlock your way around and just release all these different parts inside her and specifically and most importantly also the cervix, which is the, the deepest part inside a woman's body where she holds tension and is also the deepest part where she can orgasm from. And so once the tension is released from the cervix and you have sex, 
then you won't have that experience where when you hit her cervix, like when you penetrate onto her cervix, you won't have that experience where she goes out and you have to pull back. But it's actually soft and orgasmic and receptive. And when you penetrate her onto the cervix and you thrust onto the cervix, especially if you can keep a steady rhythm over a number of minutes, and and if you can work up to it, you know, to just, it doesn't have to be super fast. It's better like a slower, steady rhythm over time, over maybe five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, she'll begin to experience cervical orgasm. And the cervical orgasm is just a hundred times stronger than a clitoral orgasm. And it's the kind of orgasm where it's not just a moment where you come for two seconds and then it's over, but it's like waves that keep on rolling. And she can keep on orgasming for a really long time, over many minutes. And you can go much, much deeper. And as a man, you also get to begin to ride this deeper orgasmic wave. And then what you discover from there, you will only find out. But this is how you begin to unlock that place. And for most women, they have never been touched that deeply. Whether it's they've never touched themselves that deeply, they've never been touched by a man that deeply. And so when you can, can open her in this kind of way or hold the space for her to open in this kind of way, you both get to access an orgasmic energy that is unknown to most people. And that's where you get an incredibly natural high. <laughs> <laughs> way to bring it back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Back to the <laughs> oh my God, yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah. it really is. Tantra is such <laughs> a natural high. It's just this this tapping into your own potential, your own energy, your own expansion. And like, instead of being contracted and imprisoned in this limited space that most people live in, it's blasting through all of that into just this incredible, incredible nature that, that is inherent in us, but we just have all this conditioning on top of it all, limiting it, suppressing it. And one of the, the most amazing gift a man can give to a woman is to be a tantric lover. I mean, guys come to me all the time. I want to be better in bed. I want to, you know, be able to make her squirt. I want to make her have multiple orgasms. I want to, um, you know, I want to last beyond the two to three minutes that I can typically last okay, great. Those, those are fine. But there's so much more potential that you have as a man. And most men don't realize the potential that is there, how you, through your cock, you can create such an experience of healing for her. My personal experience of sexual healing comes largely from being with a man who is a tantric lover and just having sex with him while he was not attempting to heal me. That was not the intention. That wasn't why we came together, but just through the natural expression of having tantric love together, it healed so much of, of the mm -hmm. shutdown, the sexual shutdown that I had. And I was able to experience openness an orgasm in ways that I had never, ever known was possible. Never. And it completely changed my life. So men have the potential to actually make love with a woman in a way that changes her entire life. Like that's how powerful sex can be. And we, 
it's just, you know, most people are, are having sex. That's maybe like 5% of like, of that, if even 5%, you know, and I, it's my mission and I'm so grateful you're in the world. Also, Rania and all the other amazing facilitators that are out there that are like helping to awaken people to what's possible in sex because we need it. The world really does. <laughs> like there's so much pain. There's so much suffering. And when you can just be present with each other and love each other on that level, like you said, worshiping, like there's nothing better than being with a lover where you actually feel that adoration and that worship of each other. And it's real. It's not some sort of show or it's not fake. It's not like some, you know, phony religious thing you know it's like it's just this real connection of like I see you I honor you and that is incredibly powerful and life-changing and so thank you so much for being here with us today uh this hour literally flew by I cannot believe we are (laughs) here already (laughs) Um, but I do want to play a quick game with you. So my friend Erin Hickok, she has this incredible um, deck of cards. It's her intimacy deck, and it's called Let's Talk About Sex uh, oh, from nice. Games uh, Games for Humanity. Actually, I think she might have changed it, Games uh, Cards for Connection. Um, I've only played Cards Against Humanity, which is one of my favorite games as well. It's not for the faint of hearts, um, but I'm down. I've heard about this game. I've never played it. Okay, so yeah, Aaron's fantastic, and I think you're going to love it. So, okay, there. each card is based on a chakra. What, which, uh, which one are you feeling today? Uh, let's do the sacral, the second chakra, the Svadhisthana. Okay, to me, receiving pleasure feels blank. Oh, mm. <laughs> you want it in words or in sounds? <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, God, when you say that, I'm just uh, to me receiving pleasure. Uh, to me, receiving pleasure feels like being fucked open by God. Mm. <laughs> to me, receiving pleasure feels like uh, feels like opening into who I am and who we are meant to be before we were taught to shut down in any kind of way. Um, feels like coming back to our state of natural high and our natural orgasmic openness. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> to me, pleasure feels like my pussy being alive just the the tingling the charge the excitement that i feel in that part of my body and it just shoots up and out through the rest of my body so it's like it it starts there but it just keeps expanding and flowing and it's it's part of me that is so incredibly important and that i have such a constant pulse on that if i'm not feeling that for some reason i'm like all right I've got to fix this. <laughs> like this, this isn't this isn't how I want to. This isn't the state I want to be in. And like really tapping back into the self love, the self care that's necessary to to keep living from that space of juiciness, of sexuality, of pleasure. Letting pleasure be 
something that I experience in all aspects of my life. And yeah, it's uh, just yummy. <laughs> yeah, that, that pulsating aliveness in every part of you that is like, like you say, if it's not there, then there's something, something needs to open. Because I think that when, we're, when we are connected to our natural aliveness, then every moment, every breath is like a subtle orgasm. And, um, and I would love to just add one more thing, because as you were talking about, there's one more just how to make this even more sexy and accessible um, to people. Because when you were talking that guys come to you and they want to be able to make her squirt and last longer and all the things. And so when, when a woman is open, when you actually release the tension from inside, she's going to be able to squirt so much more easily and much, so much more orgasmically and uh, and also for you as a man to last longer when a woman is relaxed and open it's going to be easier for you as a man to last longer because the tension in her pussy is not holding the ejaculation out of you and it might just feel so much better that you might accidentally come anyway you know especially in the beginning but like that orgasmic relax relaxation can allow you as a man to naturally last so, so, so much longer and have longer, more sustained states of pleasure. And then one last thing on that tension release that I described, because I described how you can do it with your fingers, but actually the easiest way and the way I discovered it is that you can simply do this in a moment during sex, during lovemaking. And so if you're having sex with a woman, and you're penetrating her deeply and you notice that she winces or she pulls back or there's a moment of, oh, then rather than, rather than doing what most guys would do, which would be to either ignore it or pull back or stop or anything else that would depart from the moment, you just stay there and you ask her to just stay with you and stay present and ask her to breathe into it. And with your cock, you just keep on pressing into that space where that point where she felt the tension and that will begin to release it that's how it happened for me the first time when i was with my boyfriend years ago in london and and we were having sex and he hit a point on my cervix and i was like ow and he was like do you want me to pull back and i was like no can you just stay there and he just did and he pushed in a, a bit deeper and it started releasing and then my my cervix softened and released and we kept on having sex and both of us experienced a deeper orgasm than we had ever experienced before. And so that's how you can weave it into the more kind of sexy experience of lovemaking. And so just wanted to put that in and you can bring this in and I promise you it's going to be just amazing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Where can they find you? <sighs> See, let me just gather my logical brain for a moment. Um, so for all of the, all of every, the hub is my website. So ronyasebastian.com. And I imagine that there are some show notes for this. You can just put in the link, but ronyasebastian.com. That's where you can find a lot of inspiring videos, a lot of amazing free resources, a lot of, a lot of ways to go deeper into natural high. Before COVID, we had a lot of live events um, listed there as well. Right now, they're all being moved to later this year and next year. Um, but there's also there you can find, and we'll put the link down below specifically for that, 
there's one free morning practice that is designed to bring you into a state of natural high, of natural aliveness, of inspiration and of flow state. And it's called the 22 minutes of bliss which is a 22-minute guided practice into energy activation, natural high, inspiration, flow, peak performance, and deep inner stillness. And so that one you can find. We'll just put the link here down below, or you can just Google the 22 minutes of bliss, Rania Sebastian, and you can find it there. It's a free 10-day immersion that you can do from anywhere in the world, and we're having thousands of people join in for that. And then I also have a multi-orgasmic course for women and so if there are any women who are tuning in here then you can also find uh, most likely links below for sensual bliss become multi-orgasmic in 12 weeks awesome yes we will have all of those linked below so you can just check those out and connect with rania directly and you are so beautiful so amazing thank you for sharing with the world and just thank you for the transformation that you allowed in your life. You know, you could have stayed shut down. You could have stayed angry and, you know, just, uh, you, you had good reason. Like you could have stayed in the victim mentality and you chose something different and the world's a much better place because you chose that. So thank you. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate you so much. Absolutely. I love you. And that is Sex and Sarah Rose. Hey, it's Sarah again. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode. And you can also find out about how you can work with me. Until next time, lovers. Down tonight.